0: Vegas everybody Uh, it's Glenn Rockney here I uh, first round of the draft happened not happy I think a lot of people wish that they were happy with the picks but they probably aren't Um, I don't know anybody that had a mock and look mocks aren't the end-all be-all but I don't know anybody that had a mock draft that had rugs in our net to the Raiders at 12 and 19. Uh, I think in a, maybe a trade-down situation, that might have happened, but uh, that didn't happen the, the, this time. They stayed. The Raiders stayed pad at 12 and 19 and took Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett. I'm going to start with Ruggs. Ruggs is intriguing. I'll say that. Um, I think in the deepest wide receiver class which that's what's being marketed as only time's going to tell if that's what it actually is but in the deepest wide receiver class that we've seen in quite some time it's really weird to take the guy that you see as a game changer who doesn't do game changing things at Alabama um i understand that Ruggs has 4.27 speed i understand that he doesn't drop anything which is really nice but if you wanted somebody to stretch the field, there was literally a guy who played on the same team as Ruggs named Jerry Judy who could have done that. Um, I'm a CD Lamb fan. CD Lamb was the guy I wanted at 12. I thought the first round was set up perfectly for them to take CD Lamb. Uh you had teams before them taking uh taking guys that probably it was almost like teams were drafting to let the Raiders take the guy they wanted it was really weird nobody came off the board other than isaiah simmons which that was a pipe dream the whole time nobody came off the board that was like oh man that's who i wanted i got really excited man Derek brown came off the board anybody who's listened to this podcast before knows i don't like Derek brown i think i think that was a grave mistake taking Derek brown uh, i believe that was, was that carolina yeah carolina at seven i think that was a grave mistake by them to me, that was one of the worst picks in the draft. I think that was worse than Henry Ruggs. Um, but it was set up for the Raiders to take Judy or Lamb at twelve, not trading up. Um, I didn't. It didn't appear that there was a trade back partner. I'll be really mad if I find out somebody was trying to trade up to get like Judy or Lamb, and the Raiders were like, "No, nah, we're staying pat. We don't want anyone to take our guy." That would piss me off a little bit. But uh Henry Ruggs, nonetheless, number eleven. It's gonna be a Raider. Probably gonna wear number eleven. I don't see why he wouldn't. Got eleven and thirteen out there. Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro. Uh I don't I don't think he's gonna be bad, but this is a really important draft for the Raiders. I've had five first round picks in the last three years. In the la- so in five we can basically put all these put these two drafts together. You took Cleland Farrell at four last year. Cleland Farrell, yeah, the jury's still out, but he was a guy that they bet on character more than anything with him and scheme fit. And uh, other than, you know, measurables and production, which, okay, that's not fair. Farrell had good production at Clemson, but I think we were better off going Oliver and and Allen there, which a lot of people wanted to. Nobody had Cleland Farrell at four in a mock last year. If you did, you were throwing darts at a board blindfolded, <laughs> but with square scare. Okay. I'm sorry. Going after Farrell, you take Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is an incredible player, but he's a running back. It's the least valuable, valuable position you could take in the draft in the first round. Uh, I think you saw that as evident this year when the first running back goes at 32 to the chiefs, a team with virtually no needs on offense. I'll get to that more later. That doesn't scare me. I'll, I'll get to that more later, but, Then you take Jonathan Abram, a box safety. Jonathan Abram has potential to be maybe the best box safety in the league. Potential. Uh, Two things he's got to stay healthy. And uh, the other thing is he needs to be a little more versatile than what he's shown on tape at Mississippi State. And uh, so then you go to this year and you take Henry Ruggs. And Henry Ruggs is nice, but I've talked about a lot of people. I've talked about Henry Ruggs with a lot of people. And I like the player. And if we had two, maybe even just one top dog wide receiver and we added Rugs to the mix, I'd be juiced right now. But right now we have Tyrell Williams and Henry Ruggs. Yeah, you could say Nelson Aguilar too, but I, why do you add Aguilar if you're taking Rugs? That's the other thing I don't understand. So you have... A speed guy who I, I won't say he's a gadget guy because he can play outside. I don't think he's going to play inside. Renfro's a slot guy. Renfro's earned the job. I think Gruden has a bigger man crush on Renfro than most people on the team, honestly. But uh, Renfro's good. I think he's got it locked down there. I think he's going to be the slot guy for the foreseeable future. Um, Ruggs is going to play outside, uh, maybe get moved around. Uh, hopefully they get Uh, Hopefully they find a way to hand him the ball Maybe do some jet sweeps Debo Samuel type stuff I'd love to see him be like a hypercharged Debo Samuel Because Ruggs is physical That's the good thing about Ruggs He's physical um, Pretty good on the contested catch But that college production man, The college production is so weird with Ruggs Why wouldn't you be just pumping him the ball I get that you have Judy, Devontae Smith uh, Jalen Waddell Studs all around but the fastest guy on the team doesn't get deep looks, that's weird. Now, hey, maybe maybe that was a bad move by Saban. Maybe that was a bad move by, what was it, Steve Sarkeesian over there? Maybe that's a bad move by them. Maybe they they didn't scheme him correctly. Maybe maybe we just hit a gold mine. Maybe we found Tyreek Hill. If we find Tyreek Hill in the first round, I, I'm not going to complain after tonight. But it's really weird in the deepest wide receiver class to take Henry Ruggs over Jerry Judy, and CD Lamb. CD Lamb went to the Cowboys. CD Lamb gets number 2 coverage. N- number 2 looks by by a defense. They're going to put their number 1 wide receiver or number 1 corner on 20 million dollar Amari Cooper and Lamb's just going to be eating. And Judy goes to the Broncos. How weird is that? Jerry Judy goes to the Broncos and all we heard about all week was Broncos are going to try to trade up and take our move. Uh, make their move try to get their guy try to get Judy I thought it was Judy the whole time I thought that was the guy they wanted I know Benjamin Albright has been the Rugs guy all day he covers the Broncos pretty extensively um he wanted Rugs a lot of there there are there's a, a pretty good Rugs hive out there I will say there's there there's definitely people that had Henry Rugs as wide receiver 1 I wasn't one of them I had him as wide receiver 3 and even then I thought for the Raiders he was a little further down the list just for what we had already and what he would add to the team. Um, Yeah, I I still think it's crazy that that Denver just sat there and got Judy because we took rugs. And one thing I find that's really weird is that nobody trades up to get in front of the Raiders. You see certain teams that other teams try to trade to get in front of because they know they're like, hey, this guy, they got a board similar to us. I know they do. But the Raiders, they're just like, nah, let, let them fuck this up. Broncos could have easily jumped in front of us, could have traded with the Jets. I don't think Mikay Beckton goes off the board if they do. The, the Broncos could have traded up with the Jets if they really thought that Jerry Judy wasn't going to be there for them at, uh, what are they, 15? Yeah, they could have leaped in front. But do you think that some of these teams just know that the Raiders have a completely different board than everybody else? Which would be nice. I mean, that would be cool if we won be super cool if we were like the patriots where it was like oh man why'd they take that guy oh well we'll trust them i I can't trust a team like this that's lost for this long to say oh yeah that was the right pick i believe in him some of you were doing that that's fine that's a rational that's a coping mechanism that's a rationalization tactic that's something people do when they don't necessarily love the pick but they go hey he's on my team now and i support him totally fine but it's okay to question it now it's okay to question your front office I don't, I don't think it's wrong to say, hey, I wanted Lamb. I wanted Judy. And we'll follow these. This is going to be followed. These top three guys, they're going to be compared with each other all the time. And uh, Gruden better have some master plan. Because last year he wanted to feed Antonio Brown. He had sections of the playbook. He had all these plays, special plays for Antonio Brown. You think he has those same plays for Rugs? I think that's kind of weird to think that he has those same plays for Rugs. It's so weird that last year Antonio Brown was his guy. Because Antonio Brown's a field stretcher. Sure, he can get open deep. But Antonio Brown was an intermediate guy as well. And do they think Ruggs is that? He, he's not near the route runner Antonio Brown is. That's fine. I don't need him to be. But Jerry Judy's not that far off. So I just I find it really weird that that's where they went at 12. And it seemed like that was the guy. It seemed like if we were 6 overall, that's who we would have taken, right? That's the craziest part about the Raiders is that they never seem like they're like, ah, we'll see what falls to us. And then we're just going to take best player available. And maybe, maybe kind of skew it to where it's a position of need. Skew our board maybe to where it's, it's a position of need. Take best player available. They're kind of like, no, we were taking rugs or bust. And it's always been that way. Even with Reggie McKenzie, it's like, man, we were going to take DJ Hayden at three overall. Oh, what? Uh, Miami gave us a second round pick. Oh, okay. We'll take him at at 13 or 12, whenever it was. I just find it weird. I, I, it's, I find it weird when you have a board, when you're a team that loses for a long time and your board is completely different than everybody else's. We don't know for sure if that's the case, but it just seems like it every year that we just have a completely different board than any other team. <laughs> and the other teams are just like, okay, let's just let the Raiders do their thing and we'll just take what they don't take. You know, I, I, I'm just a bit frustrated with that. Now, that being said, I do think Ruggs does a lot of really good things for this team. I think Ruggs is going to be a productive guy. Um, I don't know his injury history that well, but he doesn't seem like he was off the field very often. Um, I think he was kind of used to draw safety help, take safeties out of the box and stuff, which will be nice when you have Josh Jacobs. If you're going to build a run-heavy offense the way John Gruden is, I'm not a huge fan of run-heavy offenses in 2020, but it seems like Gruden likes to run the ball, and that's what we're going to do. And Josh Jacobs is damn, might be the best running back in football this year. I wouldn't be surprised especially with the offensive line, the power run game that we have. It's a really nice fit. And maybe Henry Ruggs teams are so scared of that speed that they can't keep an extra guy in the box. That's cool. That's nice. But it just doesn't seem like that had to be the pick. Um, Good thing about Ruggs, he doesn't drop anything. Didn't get a lot of targets, but he doesn't drop anything. He's a clean catcher. Um, Once he gets the ball in his hands, watch out. He's scary. I think he's... Once he has the ball in his hands, he becomes one of the shiftiest guys out there. And then he could just burn you up the sideline. So I'm I'm excited about that. I'm very excited. Um, I just, like, we're going to have to compliment him with something. You know? We're going to have to get a Michael Pittman, Brian Edwards. I mean, shit, Denzel Mims is still there. That's crazy to me. Uh, We're going to have to get something like that later for this to work, in my opinion. Uh, I do like the fact that our offense doesn't throw the ball deep that well. (laughs) I mean, not that we don't throw the ball well deep down the field. It's that we don't don't prioritize deep passing. We prioritize get the ball out in space, get the ball to guys in space, get it out of the hand quickly, don't get your quarterback hit, try to have that first read wide open, and have your wide receiver make somebody miss. I do think that's going to end up being really nice in this offense if Ruggs is able to create separation off the line of scrimmage against press man. So that's kind of an if I I had been seeing a lot of people, uh, knock down rugs for not being super explosive in his first step, which that's a huge concern to me. If that's not, if that ends up being a problem in the NFL. So I just hate taking guys with like, if he does this, if he does this, if he does this, and if he does this, he's going to be good. Who's saying that about Judy? Judy's big thing was like, ah, his frame's a little bit bigger. Get him in the NFL weight room. He'll be he'll be fine. CeeDee Lamb, it's like, ah, we don't know if he'll make separation. The th- see, First off, let me say something about CeeDee Lamb. I don't understand the people that are like, oh, it's Big 12 tackling. You break tackles, you break tackles. I'm sorry. Nobody said that about Max Crosby last year. Oh, he's beating the shit out of left tackles and right tackles in the, what is that, MAC Conference or whatever the hell he was playing in. No, it doesn't matter. Kind of matters, but not really. <laughs> Guys, when you can win against your competition and you have the work ethic and the traits, you can win against pro level talent. Not all the time, but it happens a lot. For me, we we keep drafting these guys like, well, if this and if this and if this and if this if we have a great coaching staff, which as of now I don't know if we do. I like to think it's better than years past. I like to think that John Gruden is still a great offensive mind, but there's a lot of question marks there. Um. Okay, let's take it easy on Henry Ruggs. I do think he's awesome. I w- I watched his basketball highlights, which fucking rocked. <laughs> that was super fun to watch. This guys like windmill dunking on like high school centers. That was sick. So maybe the contested catches are awesome. Maybe he learns a few things in his route running. That's great. I'm just tired of I'm just tired of the maybes. I understand drafts are all maybes, but there were guys that were more polished and better available. If Ruggs was the only wide receiver left out of those three and they took him there, so be it. That's fine. CJ Henderson off the board, I get it. (sighs) I would have loved to find a trade partner right there at 12. That would have been awesome, finding a trade partner. But uh, it's funny that the team right after the Raiders found a trade partner. So I think it's really funny that teams never try to trade in front of us. Oh, man, don't let the Raiders get that guy. Oh, they won't. Don't worry. They're not going to. (laughs) so weird. Okay. Now let's get to what really made me mad. What really made me mad was the Damon Arnett pick at 19. I watched a little Damon Arnett before the draft. I thought he was good. I thought he was good. I was like, Hey, uh, if we find a way to get a second round pick, a third round pick, I think it'd be a nice nice addition to the outside. Uh, Maybe a boundary corner. I think some people are projecting him as a slot, which is really weird. Not that I think they're wrong. I think that's weird that we take him when it's like you keep forcing the square peg round hole, Lamarcus Joyner, into the slot corner when he should be playing safety. Maybe that's the move, but it doesn't sound like it is. Uh, I just for reference, uh, Malik Obi, who I do trust big time with the draft. M- Malik Obi is one of the guys that finds great diamonds in the rough. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't really speak on people unless he knows a thing or two which I do like about Malik. And uh, I think he's got a real bright future in there. Great follow on Raiders Twitter, uh, Malik Obi. But he was saying that he projected Damon Arnett as a slot. And it's like, what the hell are we doing? If that's the case, (laughs) Um, Damon Arnett was not a first round pick. And I, I I understand Ian Rappaport put that tweet out saying, hey, these draft boards are completely wrong. These mock drafts are completely wrong. So maybe, maybe there's something I don't know. But again, Aren't you tired of like trying to rationalize this shit? Aren't you tired of saying, hey, maybe other teams liked him more? And you're like, "No, nah, probably not. They probably didn't. They probably said, hey, if he's there in the second or third round, we take him. If not, let somebody else do it. Another thing, nobody tried to trade in front of him because they were like, ah, Raiders are going to take somebody number 75 on my board. It's so weird, man. It's so weird. Uh, if you guys are whatever you feel about PFF, PFF, I I like PFF. I think it's the one way to isolate a player. It's the closest thing we can get to isolated individual player grades. Um, their college grading, I think is a little weird and subjective. I don't know if you can exactly consider that objective, the college grades and, uh, Even they'll admit that it's tough to project it, and they kind of use it as a probability thing where it's a 70-30 probability that a guy's good. Nothing's a slam dunk. They just say, hey, keep swinging, and keep swinging at these guys that grade well, and eventually 70% of them are going to hit, quote-unquote. Don't know if that's an exact science, but again, I do value PFF. A lot of Raider fans don't, um, mainly because they give you news you don't want to hear. But guess who PFF compares Damon Arnett, their pro comp was, to Damon Arnett? Garyon Conley. (laughs) Damon Arnett tackles better than Garyon Conley, but what does that say when you're just like, hey, I didn't like Garyon Conley. Let's draft a guy from the same school out of the same system that reminds us of him. We could be wrong. Damon Arnett might be the best corner in this class. I know there's... I love CJ Henderson. A lot of people didn't. They think he doesn't tackle. I don't give a shit about tackling. Not that I don't care at all. Trust me, I, I don't want teams just running right at corners, but... I am all about stopping the pass. Patrick Mahomes is in our division. You got to cover. Trayvon Mullen, I think, is really good. I don't know that you can just pencil him in as CB1. I hope he is. I think he's great. I think he's a dog. But I don't know that you can put him as CB1. And the way our corners don't even travel in this system. So none of them are really one or two, per se. Because you could motion anybody off to the other guy. So they're both going to have to be 1A and 1B this year. I was already kind of skittish about starting a rookie corner. So whoever we drafted here, I was going to have question marks at. Uh, drafting corner at 19. I was kind of hoping Henderson would fall. But Arnett, man, I no one, no one can tell me that he was available that he wouldn't have been available tomorrow. And I get it. The Raiders don't have a second-round pick. You got three-thirds. You could have gotten to the second. Uh, A pick I would have liked there is like Gladney. Obviously, they value Arnett over Gladney, so that wasn't a – it's not like, oh, shit, they didn't know Jeff Gladney was available. Oh, man, fooled again. It's It's not like they thought like that. But I like Gladney there. I like Fulton. I mean, that's crazy. He's still available. That's nuts to me. Guy from a national championship school is still available there. And I thought he was a better cover guy than Arnett. So I'm just saying, look, I'm just tired. I'm just a little bit tired of being surprised. I get that we're excited. It's kind of like a Christmas day. But even on Christmas day, you get an idea of what the fuck you're getting, right? You had a list. It's not like your parents are like, we're going off the board. It's like, oh, what does he want? He wants a couple Tonka trucks and this and this and this. We're getting him Cabbage Patch dolls. That wasn't anywhere on the list. He's going to like it more. Don't worry. <laughs> That's kind of what the Raiders do, man. And then you're like, why you, like you didn't like the Cabbage Patch doll? Eh, ah, it's not my thing. Yeah, but we, we love the Cabbage Patch. We thought it was number one on our board. Okay, it wasn't on mine. It's not covering it. The cabbage Patch doll's not getting it done. Nobody wants to play with it. It's kind of how it is with with this a couple years from now people are gonna be cursing damon arnett cursing him i i hope not i i can't project that i'm, I'm not gonna say that he's gonna be terrible i don't think he's gonna be terrible that's the problem i'm not as mad about this as i was at the colton miller pick i'm not as mad because i don't think we passed on like a like a derwin james level player even with rugs over judy i think the gap's closer especially since they play the same uh position I'm just frustrated. <laughs> That's all it is. I'm just frustrated. Maybe I'll get over it. Maybe Mayok's one of those guys where he's got a he's like a, a spot shooting, like three pointer, three point shooter, three point specialist, where he's gonna take a couple shots, maybe one's gonna back him out, make one. Minute he makes one, maybe he starts going off. Maybe we crush the third round tomorrow. It's kind of what happened last year. Got better as the draft went on. But shit, man. Do you feel better about this team? I think it got a little bit better, but two first round picks is a fucking cheat code. I think two first round picks is a head start. You get to start an extra like ten me ten meters ahead of everybody else in the race. You can still lose, though. You still have Usain Bolt behind you. You still have somebody like Baltimore Ravens who just sit there and let Patrick Queen fall to them. Why why isn't why does it seem so hard for us to do this? That's the that's the thing. It's all speculation. I'm I'm Arnett and Ruggs supporter now. Don't know if I'm a fan yet, but I'm a supporter. I'm a, fan of, I'm a fan of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I hope to God that I'm completely wrong about this lukewarm feeling slash frustrated feeling that I have. Hopefully, I'm completely wrong. And I, and I hope you all let me know if I am. But don't let you trying to rationalize picks get in the way of logic because logic wasn't applied here. You know? What's the bright side of the draft? I think there is a bright side. One of the biggest bright sides, the rest of the division took a shit, I think. Jerry Judy of the Broncos was great. Thing is, we don't know if Drew, Drew Locke is that good, honestly. Drew Locke is solid. I think he's a solid quarterback, but he's not a slam dunk. This isn't, this isn't like when the Texans had Deshaun Watson. You're like, oh, man, if only he could have some talent around him. Drew Locke, it's like, I don't know. I think he's fine. Sutton and Judy's is a nice combination. Noah Fant, who knows? No offense, I think he sucks, honestly. But the, uh, yeah, yeah, I did the Noah Fant. No offense, I, it's probably not that funny, but I thought it was funny. The, uh, I think the Chargers like completely shit the bed. I'm talking like trusting a fart after loaded nachos shit the bed. It's it's it was bad. Justin Herbert, okay, sure. Then you're going to what is Kenneth Murray? Oh, sure, a linebacker that doesn't cover. Nice. Line him up on, you know, line him up on Darren Waller. Sure. That's cool to me. Cuz that could have been way worse. I think they could have gone Isaiah Simmons <laughs> at that pick instead of Herbert. And then they could have got like Jordan Love later and I'd be a lot more scared cuz I think Jordan Love's better than Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert's terrible. And god, I, I hope I'm right. Cause if I'm wrong about the Raiders draft, let's hope I'm not wrong about the Chargers draft. Because if they get a quarterback, holy shit. But uh yeah, they could have had like Simmons. They could have got another receiver and just rolled with like Tyrod for the year, signed Cam. You know what I mean? Something like that. They're like, nah, we want Justin Herbert. Okay, sure. Go ahead. Cause I was I was scared shitless of Justin Herbert being on the board at twelve and the Raiders taking him. Um the Raiders didn't take any of my disaster guys. My disaster guys were Derek Brown and Justin Herbert. Those were my disaster, guys. This was just like reach things. I didn't even have an opinion on Arnett because it's like, oh, no way. No way Arnett goes in the first round. We didn't have the worst draft. This wasn't the worst draft in the world. I'm just a little bit tired of all this shit. I'm tired of everyone rationalizing these picks, calling everybody who questions them a hater when, I'm sorry, we haven't won in a long time. Right? It's like we turned – Amari Cooper into a box safety. I'm I'm talking about the pick that we got for him, not Amari Cooper as a box safety. Holy shit, that'd be crazy. But uh, we took... We turned Amari Cooper into a box safety last year, which even if Abram's great, it's a box safety. We turned Khalil McIndoie running back, the least valued position, a great running back. Mm -hmm. So I I won't discount that. And I know Gruden's going to run Jacobs into the ground in five years, which was what you should do. But... And then we we got Damon Arnett with the second pick. I like going coverage over pass rush. I do like that. But what do you think? What do you think is is gonna happen from this? They're not guaranteed to be good. We don't have this like crazy miracle like, uh, you know, player whisperer coaching staff that turns these guys into gold players. I don't even I don't even know what like this is supposed to be. I I get that it's physical. Arnett's physical. Abrams physical. Uh, Littleton and Quikowski is a huge upgrade. The, the defense is better than it was last year. I just thought we could have made a huge leap, and I don't know if we did. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna doom and gloom it. There's still plenty of time to have a good draft. Maybe we already did, and I'm just tripping. Maybe I got PTSD. Maybe I got like Cleland, Farrell, Colton Miller, DJ Hayden. Uh, I hate to say it, Carl Joseph, all that stuff. PTSD. I'm not even gonna get into the, the the real, the real bleak days. I was just, I was like, put you out of your misery, Dad. <laughs> you know, the Fabian Washington and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know if that's what we did here. I don't think that's what we did. I think we just drafted like, eh, eh. then Rugs. You know, I could see Rugs leaving after his rookie contract, after it just didn't quite work out, and then just balling with a team with two big wide receivers already, and he's just murdering down the field. I think Ruggs' ceiling is Deshaun Jackson or Tyree Kill, but hopefully this is the team that gets him there. Hopefully. (sighs) Tomorrow. What do we do tomorrow? We don't pick till 80. It's a long time. Do you sit there? There's a lot of really good players left. Do you sit there? I don't know. I don't know if you do. A couple things could happen. I think it only takes one third-round pick to get into the second. Right? I I mean, I, I... maybe, maybe two. Maybe it takes two. Maybe it takes a third and a and a fifth or something. Maybe, maybe it takes the Antonio Brown package to get to the second round. So you get into the second round, guys that are available, still really good. These are a lot of guys I thought were going to be off the board tonight. Uh Blacklock, McKinney, uh Epinesa, no thanks. Uh T. Higgins, and eh, no thanks. Um, Jalen Johnson. Definitely. I I think the Raiders are high on him. He definitely fits the mold. I would love to add another corner. I don't think you can ever have too many corners. Do not bank on Isaiah Johnson being a starter this year. If he is, it should be out of just absolute necessity. The guy missed all of last year. He was a a fourth round rookie last year. Let's not make him a a starter until he absolutely has to be. Don't bank on that. You're going to be in your nickel package. You're going to need three cover uh, three cover corners. Joiner's already proven to be a liability, so I wouldn't mind taking like a Jalen Johnson trading into the second, getting a Jalen Johnson. Marlon Davidson's also another guy I like um, you get Zach Bond. Uh, I'm looking at Chenault, Not That's not for me um, Delpit too Delpit I'm not a huge fan of But I think he does exactly what this team needs I think he's an absolute uh, free flying safety He'll go way back And he can just roam the field Kind of just be a vulture out there Pick stuff off Help us, help us try to stop Mahomes on deep balls I, I think he helps um, Jeremy Chin Christian Fulton which is the one That was the one that shocked me the most That he was still available Um, You got Mims. Michael Pittman Jr., I'll bang the table for Michael Pittman Jr. You give me Michael Pittman Jr. and Henry Ruggs, I will take back everything I said about Henry Ruggs. You have it here. You give me Michael Pittman Jr., that happens. I think Pittman Jr. is a stud. I think he's a number one. Uh, Trevon Diggs, Jalen Hurts, Logan Wilson, not a huge fan. But uh, Hamler, a lot of really good guys. Willie Gay still left tomorrow. I'd love to get back into that second round. I thought it was going to happen tonight. I thought we were going to have a trade set up to where we could get a second round pick. It doesn't feel like the trade packages were very good tonight. Definitely not a shock given the situation where everybody kind of wants to trade back. Cause you're, you you did not really get a chance to meet with these guys, not the way they want to do it. Not the way these owners and GMs that are shelling out this money for the, for, and these high picks, they didn't get to meet with these guys and shake hands and have dinner with and all that stupid stuff that probably doesn't even make that much of a difference anyways the trade packages weren't there. So I get that. But uh I don't want to just sit back and wait till 80 and try to get better then take like some shitty guard or something. I don't I don't want to do that. Let's trade back up into the second. Let's get aggressive. If you're going to get a, if you you want to win now and it does seem like they want to win now. Why not? You're 7 and 9 last year. You're a couple good players away and some depth. Try to win now. Maybe you made the right picks today. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just being an idiot. Maybe I'm I'm just a Raider fan that's used to bad picks, and uh, and I'm maybe I was gonna be mad either way, but I don't really think so. And uh, another quick thing, just before I'm before I'm done here, I don't want to keep this too long. Uh, the Yannick trade was crazy. Yannick and Dockway, or the the lack thereof, I should say. Um, I knew for a, for a fact that Walter Football wasn't lying as far as the conversation happening. Uh, what I I do have a tweet on record for it. I thought that the conversation was happening, but I thought the first round pick compensation was wrong in the Walter Football report. Um I think they want Yannick. For one third round pick, I'd do it. But you don't give up you don't give up a first round pick and pay a guy. Not not somebody like Yannick. That's already coming back to haunt teams like the Bears. If you don't win, and you don't win the Super Bowl, if you're not just one defensive end away, which you, you're never really one defensive end away, I'll take depth over having one big star. So I think if the Yannick trade's still there, the Jaguars have to trade him. That's the thing that people don't realize. They have to. Um, they might not think they do. They might be playing hardball, but they don't. It's There's like Twitter threads. There's tweets between the owner and the player. Like, fuck you, I'm not going to camp. And the owner's like, yeah, you are, buddy. Stop this, Yannick. Come back. Stop. He's not, not going to. Oh, you're really helping your trade value out here. He's like, I don't give a shit about my trade value. Trade me. The fuck! What a funny tweet. Oh, you're not helping your trade value? Who gives a shit? You have to trade him. What does he care what the Jaguars get back for him? You could trade a bag of peanuts. And Yannick's like, oh, great. Great trade, guys. Oh, win-win. And then he leaves. Don't have to trade now. Don't do it now. Don't wait till, wait till after the draft. trade third next year. And if Philly or Seattle or whoever jumps you for him, that's fine. Yannick isn't the difference maker. That's a luxury to me. And I love having a loaded defensive line. That's great. But I, I'd do it for third tomorrow. <laughs> I'd do it. <laughs> I'd do it and pay him. Figure out a way. Get rid of Gabe. Just cut him. Who cares? You don't need to get a pick back from him. It'd be great, but I don't, I don't think you will. I don't see teams lining up to trade for Gabe Jackson. Oh, thanks for listening to me guys. Thanks for listening to me. Um, my guys for tomorrow, uh, I like Jeremy chin. Uh, I went over to the second round guys. Uh, I, tomorrow in the third round, I think realistically, I'd like to go, uh, Meek Robertson, uh, Robertson, um, Ashton Davis, who I do think is going to go in the second, Terrell Burgess, uh, Brian Edwards, Matt pert. I actually like, I don't hate getting a swing tackle in this draft. I know it's not a super big need, but I'd love to have a guy because Trent Brown's already proven that he's probably going to be banged up here and there. That's fine. I don't hate having a swing tackle like that. That's not David Sharp or Brandon Parker. Please. Actually, I'd prefer if Brandon Parker never saw uh, a game, another game in silver and black. Cut that cut that at his loss already. It's fine. Um, but, yeah, I, there's there's still a lot of guys left. I'm banging the table for Antonio Gibson. I don't care where you take him. Just take him. If you want to get fast, let's get fast. Hey, let's go full Joker you know, the Joker meme where he's about to burn all that money and stuff like, or the, the little Joker gift from the dark Knight. we start burning everything down. Let's just go speed. Now let's just get all the speed, right? Let's go Antonio Gibson. Let's just get faster. I'm fine with that. So there's still a lot of good players left, but I don't don't know how confident I am. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to get out of here right now. Uh, I'm probably going to say, uh, more doom and gloom stuff if I keep going. And and none of us deserve that. So I thought it was a very lackluster first round. If I had to give it a grade, I'd give it a C. And we needed to get an A. I thought we we needed these five first round picks we've had first year. We had to at least hit on three of them. And I don't know if we did. Jacobs and... Okay, who else? So I give it a C right now. And... Let's uh, let's just hope for better times tomorrow. Right, let's hope we get into that second round. Let's get a second round pick, and I don't care where it is. Back end of the second's fine. Let's crush it. We could have three or four picks tomorrow if we really want to. And uh, yeah, go Raiders. Uh, at Glenn Rockney on Twitter. Um, very active on Twitter. I only got like 109 followers. Let's, let's get some more. At Glenn Rockne, Rockney. G L E N R O C K N E Y. Uh, find me as G rock on there, but, uh, yeah, I might have to sleep this one off tonight. Thanks for listening to me guys.